street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Video one. Is it your perspective that the Christian worldview is in fact the objective truth of the matter? Yes. Huh. Video two. But there's always that factor of we're human beings, we've all had different experiences, we all come from different backgrounds, and that's where your bias really lies. Video three. So you actually do have somewhat of a course of action to take if you discovered that you don't have a good reason for thinking Christianity is true, including the morality aspect of it, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Video I want to find the link in this chart of yours that is the one that they're all dependent on the most. And it yes. sounds like it's the Bible and the infallibility of it. Absolutely. I don't know if you can even hear that. There's some jackhammering in the background. Before I came out here, I did give the police a call to let them know that I'd be here. That's something that they had requested. And they've never rescinded that request, so I'm still just calling them to let them know that I'm heading out here and what I'm wearing, where I'll be standing. And then I also give them a call when I leave. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are y'all doing? Would either one of you have time for a short interview? Well, uh, we're, we're working right now. Oh, if you're working and then <laughs> yeah, let's... sorry, we're on our way to go drop out something. Oh, no problem. Time. Maybe later if you have more time. All right. Thank you. Hello. Anyone ever say you look like Edward Snowden? No. You've never gotten that? No. You totally look like Edward freaking Snowden. I don't know who that is. He's the guy that was the... He worked for the NSA. He was a whistleblower. And then... Um, he basically released some video, I think, to the press to show how the U.S. like intentionally targeted civilians. I think that's the story. And now he's hanging out in Russia because he, if he comes back to the United States, they're yes, going to yes, arrest yes, him. Yes, this happened about you, you, five years ago, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Now he's recently in the news because of all the stuff going on with Trump and another whistleblower and all that other stuff. Uh, Maybe that's why I have it on my mind. You look like him. Maybe. You're out here all the time. I've been out here quite a bit. I'm doing street epistemology. This is where uh, we actually, have you heard of it? Yes. You have? You've heard of street epistemology? At least epistemology. Okay. Epistemology is the study of knowledge. Street epistemology is where you use a dialogue okay. to challenge a person's claim because they think that it's true. It's, it's loosely based on the Socratic method and it's where you ask questions. Yes. So like if you take a stance on something and you say like, I think God is real, or I mm -hmm. think that there's um, there's this force and it's called karma and it makes sure that everyone gets justice or something, or even your stance on a political claim. The idea here is to take that claim that you have because you think that it's true and you act out on it maybe even, and then challenge you in a respectful manner to see how you can be so sure. Always oh, suck. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I do out here. Cool. Cool. Is it, would you have any interest in doing an interview? Or? Sure. Okay. 
I don't have anything to do until one. What claim do you think you might want to chat about? And are you okay if I record it? Yeah, you can that? record it. May I, may I ask you to stand like right there yeah, so I can put a couple cameras? Heavy today. Okay. You got a heavy backpack today? Yeah. What's your first name? Shane. My name is Anthony. Anthony, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm gonna put this guy on too. We have some jackhammering going on in the background. Sometimes that could... Yeah, they're building a new building. They're always needing to build new buildings. Are they building a new parking structure? Because that's what I think this campus You know, it needs. might be another parking structure. What we need to do is take some of our further out lots and build those as parking structures for commuters. For mm. their class Cs, so they can be built up. Because we don't have class C commuter parking available half the time. Class C, meaning... Uh, commercial drivers? No, commuter for commuters. Class C. I say Class C. It's com commuter C for the hang tags. Oh, okay. Because so, I commute on the campus. So there's commuter, there's residential, huh. C, R, uh, A, and B. A and B are for um, uh, employees. Hmm. Okay. And so you can only park in that certain area that you can throw the tag. So. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know about it. I usually just park in that parking garage, but today it's it's limited to uh, permit only. Yep, they'll limit it to permit only because you pay like 600 bucks to be in that parking lot. <laughs> For a semester? What? Oh, yep. man. Yep. I usually come for a couple of hours and it's like 10 bucks or something. Okay, but in any event. Yes, yes. Is there a particular claim that you tend to make and act out on because you're sure to a fairly high degree of confidence that it's true? that I can gently question you and challenge you on and maybe maybe even plant a pebble in your shoe for you to be actually thinking about and as you're walking away. Trying to think, because I love these. I always love a good debate and talk, a real argument back and forth. Mm. Um, Let me be clear, clear though. I'm not here to argue or debate right. with you. I've done that and I'm trying something actually different, which is this approach where this is actually encouraging you to express your views and me attempting to ask questions to clarify your perspective. Yes. Okay. So yes. Um, while it might be fun to debate and argue it, I, no I, time that, for that. I um, don't really, yeah, that's not my goal here today. Okay. It could end up that way. We actually could be arguing, the, and, but if, if that happened, then I would probably be like disappointed that I wasn't doing SE, street epistemology. Anyways. Trying to think of something that's a relatively short thing that would work for topic. Do you have anything that's on your mind thinking about? Some people think the earth is flat, that vaccines cause autism, that ghosts are absolutely real. Well, since we're kind of struggling for a topic, maybe we can just do a, a quick little thought experiment. Yeah. And then we'll wrap it up and then... I'm actually hoping to have three. You said you see me out here a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to have three conversations with the same person over the course of the semester, if possible. Cool. So we, you can come back for the other two pieces here, but I'll offer you one. But the thought experiment is, if you agree that the total number of pieces in this container must either be even or odd. It can't simultaneously be both even and odd. Correct. Okay. Yes. So if you guessed even, I guessed odd, and we counted them up and we, we resulted in an even number, your guess would be correct and my guess would be mistaken. Yes. Okay. How about if I said, well, it's my truth that that's an odd number of total pieces in there. It's true for me. How would you respond? When the initial uh, 
debate began, whether it was even or odd, it sat in a superimposed position of being in both until we counted it. Mm -hmm. uh, Schrodinger's cat. Um, until we have a final count, one of us is either going to be quantifiably right or quantifiably wrong. We have a direct mm. number that is either even or odd unless you have zero. I follow you. Prior to the point of us actually counting them up and determining that there really is a total number of even pieces in there, we were both on equal footing. Yes. In that we were both making guesses that we couldn't justify it. It can be looked at the same way as if there was a six or a nine painted here. <coughs> yep. We, from one view or the other, both of us are correct at the same time, mm -hmm. unless there's a distinguishing feature like a line underneath one side or above mm. one side that says this is either a six or a nine. Mm -hmm. Yet the quantity of paint that was used to draw the number is the same for both of us. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Um, and from your view, if it was a nine for me, from your view, if we're using the exact same font, it would be a six for you. Mm -hmm. But until we have a defining feature, a actual count or an actual other like line above a six or sure. below or perhaps we notice that there's other numbers before and after it exactly yes we don't have something so there are positions where we cannot say that well your truth is right and mine is right mm. because one is a quantifiable it can be counted in this example of the numbers being painted on the ground yes. I, I love it I, i've seen this little meme of this too which is yes, fabulous it is if we are to notice that there's numbers from one through 10 painted on the ground, and we actually do happen to be, they're paint going this way, I suppose, like mm -hmm. one to 10, and you're looking at a six, and I'm looking at a nine. We would have the direction that each other numbers right. We would be able to say, like, that's a six. There's no yes. question about it. And we would have five and mm -hmm. seven, and then nine. How about if I said, it's a nine, and it's my truth? Relativity, relativity of truth is always fun. The, and I'm an anthropology <laughs> major looking at it. Fun wouldn't be the adjective I would use, but that's interesting. Okay. I'm an anthro major going on to master's or PhD. Mm -hmm. It's fun for me. Um, In your view, there's an objective truth. But there does become an objective truth because we mm -hmm. actually have something quantifiable that we can measure, something measurable. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, the number of Tic Tacs in there is directly measurable. I think what I hear you saying is, if something is measurable, then we can classify it in objective terms. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so we If lose. something's not measurable, then it doesn't fall under the purview of, of being an objective truth? How you state what is real to you is harder to actually define as an objective truth, yes. Hmm. If it could be objectively demonstrated that that number is a six, and I say, it's a nine to me, how do you tend to respond to people who will insist on making truth what it is from their perspective and not taking a look at the corresponding uh, attributes or reality around it? After pointing out, hey, we have all this other quantifiable evidence, mm -hmm. there's not much of an argument I'll go into or discussion I'll go into because they have made their stance against what we have as quantifiable evidence. And if You wouldn't go against it? I'd, I'd be set against it, but huh. there's not much more to discuss 
if they're going to state my truth is relative mm. despite quantifiable evidence that it is a six or it is a nine or there is an odd or even number yeah. or zero tic tacs in there. One last question. Yes. If I said, well, clearly from my perspective, that's a that's a nine. And I'm gonna tell everyone that happens to walk by what the real truth is. Would you would you have more of a vested interest now? If I absolutely more of a vested interest, hmm. absolutely more of a vested interest, mm -hmm. because if you tell a lie as a truth, as a, if you consistently say a, a lie. lie is a truth, it will be ah. held as a truth. If you consistently call a lie a truth. And it becomes public understanding that that lie is a truth. It will be accepted as a truth, despite not being true. Hmm. I'm getting shivers right now, honestly. I learned that one at Worldview Academy, hmm. um, which you're still rock and rolling. I was 16 then. Rock and Roll um, Academy? No, Worldview. And oh, Worldview. Still rocking and rolling. <laughs> How did I get um, Okay, so. a Christian Worldview uh, camp that for a week long you go over a bunch of different worldviews, and they challenge you on the attributes of Christianity, oh. different things about Buddhism, Islam, hmm. Judaism, uh, pagan. We cover all the different ones to understand them so you can make your choice and be able to stand there and talk and debate from an understanding that you say, this is why I believe what I believe. Okay, that's interesting. Back to the point about no matter how many people accept a lie as truth, it doesn't make it true. Correct, it does not. Okay, even if I were able to convince all the people on this campus that that's a nine, right? Like, yep. I'm like, don't, don't look over there, don't look over there. You know, don't even walk around and look at his view. No matter how, even if I'm able to convince the entire campus that that's a nine, not a six, or that the total number of pieces in here is is um, odd when it was in fact even, I think that's what it was. Either way, it wouldn't make it. It wouldn't actually change the truth of the matter in reality. Correct. I'll look crazy, but it doesn't actually change the truth. Yeah. In the case of the you actually going to a camp that was. Um, it was mainly like a Christian camp, and they were teaching people that there's all these different perspectives. Were they the ones saying, but just so you know, we've got the truth. We actually have the right perspective here. Did they go that next step? They were challenging us to look at it and giving us a framework where we're all there being either sent or coming very willingly as Christian high school students. So hmm. we already had our framework. Now we were learning why we believe what we believe and how to appropriately discuss and back up why we believe what we believe. And so okay. we could be viewed entire, we also understood the different worldview aspects because there's a difference between worldview and religion. Worldview is how you view the world. Religion is more of how you play out some of those worldviews. Mm. Is it your perspective that the Christian worldview is in fact the objective truth of the matter? Yes. Huh. So if we had, instead of numbers lined up in front of us, we had different religions lined up in front of us. Hinduism, Taoism, um, Buddhism, Islam, uh, Islam non-belief. Yes. Right? Um, you would be on the side standing in front of the Christian symbol yes. to be like, this is the truth. Yes. How did you determine that it's not your perspective and where you happen to be standing and looking at it, that it is in fact 
the truth. This gets into a long conversation. Um, <laughs> some of it is um, personal experience. Mm. And since we are talking religion, you cannot count out personal experience. I recognize that. But there You can't count out personal experience? Yes. Um, Would you allow the people who are looking at the different symbols to also yes. include their personal experience yes. for their perspective? Yes. Okay. Because if I don't hear their personal experience, I can't understand where they're coming from. Would you accept anyone's personal experience as sufficient evidence? No. Not mm. sufficient evidence, and I do not accept mine as sufficient oh. evidence. So you're consistent. Only supporting evidence. Yes. It's not sufficient. It's supportive. Yes. So you can't What's rely the only on you can't rely only on personal experience. Okay. But you can use personal experience to help build the final evidence. You can it's not a it's not the cornerstone, but it it can be a single wall in the building that's being made. Before you go any further, let me repeat this back because yes. I think you said something really interesting here. A person can use personal experience to build the final evidence. Yes. Did you say that? Yes. Could a person be building evidence on a personal experience that? Uh, that a person used to conclude that that religion is real or that God is true. Repeat that one more time? Yeah, it was a little confusing. Just want to make sure I have that in the head right. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was your position that in order to have the final evidence that would lead a person to be able to say, this is factually true, this is objectively true for everybody, whether you accept it or not. In order to get to saying, I now have final evidence, you have to first take personal experience, right? I think this is what you're saying, is that you can't have final evidence until you first have personal experience. Let's just start with that. No, I would disagree on that. Ah. I can agree that you can take a stance in religion mm -hmm. and not have any personal experience in it. It's a very difficult thing for most people to oh, do. I see. I can just maybe decide, I can move to Japan and decide that um, Shintoism is true. Yes. Even though I wasn't raised in that culture, I know nothing about it. I don't. I don't write in kanji or whatever. I don't speak Japanese. Yes. You wouldn't even have to move to Japan to decide this is what I'm going with. Okay. However, I do question why did you suddenly switch? <laughs> now, in your case, you think that you have a personal experience that is a foundation, perhaps, maybe for you to be able to build on to say, now I've got evidence to be certain that this is factually true. For don't, me, please don't let me put words in your mouth. For me, it was reversed. Um, I was raised in a mm. Christian home mm -hmm. and I've always been the inquisitive type. Mm. So I found the evidence before I, I found the evidence and most of my, um, I found the empirical evidence before I found the, um, uh, what did I use? Personal, personal experience. Personal experience. Most of that has mm. come later on in my life. Okay. Um, Let me repeat it back. Yes. You were raised with this belief that yes. the, the, the symbol that you happen to be standing in front of mm -hmm. is the actual correct one. And there are all these yes. other people, they might think that they got it, but they're, they're mistaken. They're factually wrong. Um, you were raised in it, and you developed personal experiences after you had evidence. 
if there is one thing my mother did right and only one thing she did right in raising us, it is saying that this is what I believe. You will go to church until you're 18 while you're in this house. But at some point, you're going to have to choose to either make this your own mm. or not. You think that at this moment you actually have evidence to justify the position that you happen to be standing at yes. in this fictional yes. row of religious symbols. Yes. Hi. Okay. If you discovered that this evidence was insufficient to justify standing where you happen to be standing, would you, what would you do? That would be a very difficult um, thing to handle. There, there might be that. another. There might be another symbol in this row called agnostic. Like, yes. I don't know. Yes. I'm on the fence. I'm undecided. Be, there would need to be, although it's not an organized religion, I do believe that agnosticism and uh, atheism? Well, atheism are technically a religion despite not being organized. Okay. That's a whole other conversation. That is a whole other conversation, which would, would be so fascinating to do. Be it would belong on this row of worldviews and or religions. Thank you. And... If you determine that the evidence that you think that you currently have that justifies your position where you're standing is unwarranted, if you came to that realization through the point of this com through, through this conversation or other means, or maybe both, would you be willing to step away from that view that you have that you're so sure is true and join other people on the agnostic side? Yes. You're willing to do that? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. You would be surprised at how many people, and I don't usually talk in such metaphoric language here. It's okay, I can handle it. I'm feeling um, like Jordan Peterson, like whispering in my ear or something here, but that's a whole other topic too. I will be definitely coming back to finish out the other pieces of this puzzle. Are, are, you, are you in a rush for time? No, I'm not. I'm okay. just saying, You're we can go it. for the rest of these pieces, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally enjoying it as well. Okay, I meet so many people who say, you know what, actually... It's funny because as we were talking, a guy walked by who literally told me, and I think he was surprised when he heard himself say it, even if I determined that I have no good evidence for thinking that this is true, I might still hold on to the belief. It's a common thing. People have a very difficult time stepping away from what they have solidified in their mind mm -hmm. as belief. Very fun as a cultural anthropologist who's looking on going, will be going on for his PhD hmm. eventually and prepping for either master's or PhD submission for this, um, for next fall starting. Yeah. Uh, and I am still a hardline Christian, but I do recognize other cultures and I find them fascinating. Hmm. How? And I can understand where they're coming from. Sure. Absolutely. Cultural anthropology. That's cool. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, so now my question is, yes. how confident that the symbol that you happen to be standing in front of is true? On a scale from zero to 100, where 100% is- 100. There, there's, 100, <laughs> yes. there's no question in my mind. Absolutely there's no, no doubt. In my mind. There's no way I could be possibly mistaken that this God is real, that this religion it has the truth. Yes, and the final reason why is because after, and we have not touched the empirical data. I we, have, yet, we haven't gotten to the evidence yet. I, I agree. the personal experience that I have had. It, let me ask you, okay, hold on a second. Yes. If you hadn't had the personal experience, would the evidence carry as much weight? I'd love to say yes, but no. Huh. 
could the personal experience be biasing you against the evidence that you think that you have? I would love to say no, but there is probably, a, I will recognize that there is a good chance that there's a bias there. Okay, if there was an individual who was not raised for 18 years with a mother who said, listen, I'm taking you to church every week, but when you get to 18, you're on your own, you can figure this out. If a person hadn't been exposed to that kind of upbringing, would they find your evidence as compelling as you're finding it today? Yes. They would? Yes. Okay. What makes you say that? What makes you say that is there are several things that are foundational to the empirical evidence. Um, and I can't discount the fact that they might find my personal testimony to be strong evidence for that. But when we look biblically at the Bible, we have 66 books. I forget how many known authors in that over a span of, I think it's 1500 to 2000 years. I have would have to go back and check that. Okay. Um, but the point is we have multiple authors over at least a millennia writing at different time periods with different things going on that are sound and consistent in what they're saying about God. Mm. And then we add in, and that is consistent about God beforehand in Judaism. And then we add in Jesus Christ in the New Testament, which is still supported upon that foundation. Okay. If I understand what you're saying, the... The final evidence, perhaps, there might be other pieces of yes. evidence too, but you're mentioning the Bible yes. as, a, as a piece of evidence that you would point to to say, I'm justified and confidently standing here in front of this symbol. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because from it, we do know that there were certain facts that were going on at different times between battles, the rise and fall of kings and kingdoms that we have in our historical record and archaeological record are recorded in the historical and archaeological record or historical record in the Bible that is mm. been backed up and is quantified. And it's your view that somebody who wasn't raised with Christianity would look at this information and say, those aren't claims. That's good evidence to believe yes. this stuff. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And there... Um, and so we've got multiple authors that never, um, never uh, count, not counter. Um, they never once go against each go against each other. Over all this time, they um, hold to the same truth and value. What is what is holding to the same? Um, about who God is, and oh, okay. The, um, the the story is consistent throughout yes, the generations. Story is consistent is throughout the generations. Okay. Thank you. Um, um, can we? Yes. I think I actually think this would be a good time to wrap it up for the first conversation because I think we've actually covered a lot of ground. Yes, we have. And I don't want to sh sell that short. And I actually think it would be good for me to get a little time between now and the next time we meet, so I can think of some good questions to challenge you about your view that and I this. I can go back and double check my facts and pull the numbers out. There, yeah. Come back with your strongest argument to justify your position that the Bible warrants your standing in front of that symbol, right? I love that metaphor. I'll, I'll probably end up using it more and more. Uh, that was good. So, yes, I'm gonna offer you one of these three pieces. Which color would you like? Okay. I'll take blue. 
and I have a card with my email on it. Some people will email me hours later or even weeks or months or even years later to say that that conversation, that they enjoyed it. So feel free to reach out to me or if you hated it, let me know. But um, Absolutely loved it and enjoyed if it. You said you see me out here before. So if you see me out here again, please come up and we'll, do, we'll pick it up again. And I'd really like to then start Number one, make sure that the Bible really is that, that, that big piece of evidence, because sometimes mm-hmm. in the interim, people say, you know what, I told you the Bible, but it just, I just dawned on me that there's this other thing that's more important to me. I want to I isolate the thing that is bringing you to this 100% confidence that you can't be mistaken. So if that's not the Bible, I want to talk about what it is. But if it is the Bible, that's what I want to talk about. It's a key cornerstone for everything. It's one of the it's a key cornerstone for it's your one of several facets mm-hmm. that oh, it's like building a building. You have it's the Bible's a cornerstone and one wall, and then there's several other walls mm-hmm. that have to go up to build a building. It's a wonderful metaphor, and I want to crawl around in that foundation with you. Sounds good. To see if it's if it justifies supporting the structure that you've built on top of it. Cool. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you very much. That was really cool. Do you know when you'll be back out on campus? I'll probably be here again tomorrow and Friday, and then most of next week. week. Most of next week. Okay, cool. Usually in the morning before it gets too warm. Yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. because I can make sure I come back out and pick up a time when we can come out. You you can even email me, or we can coordinate it. Sounds good. If you really want to meet again, that'd be great. Absolutely. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, Do you want to know where I stand on your claim? No. You don't want to we know. Can, we can discuss that at the end. Interesting. Do you, you must have at least some guess as where, where I'm at on it. You don't have to tell me I've what your guess is. I've talked to a lot of different people. It can be very hard to decipher hmm. that. Okay. Um, You're agnostic on my position on where I stand on your claim. We'll go with that, yes. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> cool. All that right. was really fun. Thank you. Thank you yes. so much for your time. If you have any friends who you think that you might enjoy this talk, send them my way. None that I want to send to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why is this that? Record. This can be off record. Oh, wait, off record? Are you serious? The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 